Hello everyone, this is Rico. Happy New Year. It's January 7th, 2024. Wow, I think it's the first time I've said out loud 2024. But Happy New Year. I don't know what the, you know, limit is on wishing people a Happy New Happy New Year. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Happy New Year, but I think a weekend is is okay. So, um hope everyone's well. Today is um Sunday, obviously I already said the date, and it is show 924. Big thanks to Vartok. Uh, for the show last week about the Orville music. Uh, that's fantastic. You know, there's a group on Facebook, an Orville group, that the guy running it, uh, he's a diehard, like, it's coming back, don't worry, there's season four, don't worry, coming, coming. And I'm like, you know, maybe, sometime? But I, I think most of the cast has gone off and done other things now, so, you know, never say never, of course. I thought the Orville was or is a good show, really solid show. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, especially the last couple of seasons. To me, the first season was a little bit rocky, and I think I did a podcast about that, right? You can find it in the archives, I'm sure. It wasn't that long ago, I don't think. But um, yeah, I do hope it comes back at some point. So, but with that in mind, we're going to do what I call a, we're going to go back to the roots and do a classic show to start off the year for me. Uh, we're going to do um, Deep Space Nine episode. I, I haven't done a Deep Space Nine episode in quite a while, I think. Uh, this one's from season three. It's called Visionary. It kind of focuses on O'Brien, uh, who, who due to some radiation poisoning, can st- starts to sort of time jump. I don't know if that rings any bells. But, um, but yeah, that's what I'm going to do for the most of the part of this week's episode. And uh, well, I'll talk more about what's coming up on the podcast over the next couple of weeks um, or month or so uh, on the show. And um, let's get into this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, be me. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Hello, once again. Hello, welcome to the show again once every... I, I don't know how many times I have to welcome everyone. <laughs> this is Rico. Uh, you can always reach me, treksf at gmail.com. Uh, Patreon, if you want to support there, patreon.com forward slash uh, treks and sci-fi. Appreciate everyone that does that. You guys are fantastic. Uh, I recently did a... Um, little contest there. Uh, there's, I've got some codes for a new Star Trek game called Star Trek Resurgence. I'm actually going to record uh, a podcast that probably will be getting what you'll get next weekend uh, with some of the people who worked on the game, um, which is available, I think, on both big gaming platforms, Xbox and PS5, along with PC now. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence, again, is the game. I'll have some other codes to give away um, free codes to play the game. And yeah, so that should be fun. I need to carve out some time to play some more of the game. <laughs> it's been hard. The holidays are not a relaxing time. They really are not. I mean, I had a good amount of time off, but I also was doing a lot of things. So um, I did, you know, some of the stuff I wanted to get done a bit, um, but not everything. So catching up on some movies and TV a little bit. Um Really enjoying the current season. I'll, I'll run down some things quickly. Really enjoying the current season of For All Mankind, uh, which is on Apple TV, which is the service everybody's like, oh, nothing's on Apple TV. There, there's some good stuff on Apple T- TV. There really is. And it's the cheapest, I think, of the st- streaming services. So you've got that going for you, which um, which I noticed uh, my Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus is going to renew in, I think, a few weeks. Paramount Plus is not really that much if you buy it annually. I, I think it's 69 or something like that. I don't know. To Everyone has different ideas of how much these things should cost. But compared to like I just saw, you know, Amazon Prime, you know, is starting this whole, I don't know, I think towards the end of this month, they're going to start slipping ads into shows and, and uh, movies. I don't know how much in movies. Shows I could kind of series my dog luna is down here so if you hear a bark or you hear some heavy breathing it's not me are you going to talk are you going to talk to the people you look like you're going to (laughs) she probably just wants attention of course she's a dog of course but the um 
But anyway, the, uh, yeah, there she goes. Okay, hang on one second, pausing. All right, I'm back. What was I talking about? Apple TV, Paramount Plus, costs of these things. Oh, Amazon, yeah. I am enjoying uh, second season of It's Not Sci-Fi, Reacher, and that's on Amazon Prime. But yeah, they're going to start slipping ads in, and unless you pay them two ninety nine or three bucks more per month, uh, it's. I mean, I, I use Amazon a lot, uh, you know, for better or for worse. It's just convenient. And with Prime, you know, you get free shipping, right? That's paying for that. And you've been getting all the their media, you know, their movies and TV for years. But they apparently need more money, which seems like, do they really need more money? <laughs> There's like, everybody talks about corporate greed. And uh, I, I just, you know, we're, we're just in this, not to get all talk about economics and, and everything and crazy and, and that kind of stuff, but companies just have a, just have an unrealistic idea of how much more like they should advance and, and how much more money they should be making year after year. It's just, it's unsustainable. It really is. And, you know, I work in the auto industry and it certainly is part of that industry. And it's just, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, the cost of things go up. Do we do, you know, all right, let's just stop the economy talk. Let's talk about nerd things more. So what else have we been watching? Um, Percy Jackson, this new TV series, you know, it's not really grabbing me. I, I don't feel like it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I admit I have not read the books. I did enjoy the movies. Maybe the movies just move things along quicker, and, and but it isn't just that. Now, okay, did I say this? Did I talk about? I think I talked about this show briefly before. It's been a couple of weeks since I, you know, I'd had that show for Christmas, the vidcast. But um, I'm not really enamored with the cast that much, truthfully, especially the 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 girl um, that they have playing Annabeth. And it really doesn't have anything to do with, you know, she's she's a white in the books, and now they've made her black in this. And everyone's going to say, oh, that's Disney, you know, and look at what they did. And I don't care about that, honestly. I just don't think she's actually very, uh, very good actress, honestly. She she I don't really believe her character, really. She does she hasn't really shown me anything to make me believe she's this super smart, super, you know, capable person that much yet. And, um, and I, and I, and I just, I don't know. And the other ones are okay. I think the kid playing Ker- Percy is pretty good. Uh, I, I think he's the best for sure of the group of them, the, the threesome that are often this sort of quest adventure thing. And, I mean, it's an okay little show. It's nothing, nothing big deal or one way or the other that much. Um, I feel it's a little bit like, I don't know, Something about it, you know, it, it's okay. I'll just put it that way, and I'll watch it. You know, whatever. Keep keep till the end uh, of the season, whenever that is. It, it's um, I actually enjoyed Willow a lot more, truthfully, and uh, it's just it, it, I don't want to be one of those people jumping on the you know let's pile on Disney and 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 stuff because I do really enjoy. Like I'll give you another little counter this with. If you haven't watched, if you're a Marvel fan at all or a comic book fan at all, if you haven't watched the What If shows, they're animated, um, especially season two. I think you really should watch season one if you haven't watched any of it because there's some connections to season one that they continued in season two. But my gosh, that show is fantastic. It's so much fun. And this season was great. They, They use a fair number of the original actors doing voices of the characters again. Uh, there's a couple of uh, exceptions, but I think the guys that the people they have doing the voices for the ones that aren't the original actors do a good job. But man, I love that show. Uh, it's fun. It's it's animated well. It, it's it's got kind of an interesting storyline kind of that's running through. It, they're they're kind of individual episodes, but they're kind of connected to. Uh, yeah. So um, and speaking of that, did I talk about it during my Christmas podcast? I don't think I did because I think I watched it after I recorded, but. Uh, the Doctor Who Christmas special. Really fun. I, I, I liked it. I mean, I think it was an interesting episode to kind of start with the new Doctor pretty much. I mean, we saw sort of saw him in the in the last of the David Tennant specials. But uh, this guy, yeah, I like him quite a bit. He's got a he's got a lot of charisma for sure. Really got a lot of per- personality charisma. Um, and the 
only thing that I keep saying is I, I have a little trouble understanding him at times. And, you know, that's just he has a very interesting accent and talks pretty quickly occasionally. So it's it's a little tricky. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mean I don't understand what's going on or anything like that. But it's it's a little um, I think over time. I'll probably get used to it more and 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 follow it better uh, to some degree. We'll we'll see. The the his companion uh, is is good. I I like her so far. We I don't think we've really seen enough of her to judge too much yet. It's only one episode, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm glad. And I think sometime in the spring, I think it comes back. It's interesting. We're gonna have I think we're gonna have new Doctor Who. Pretty much around the same time we're going to get Discovery season, the final season, season five, which is supposed to start sometime in April. I'm going to guess probably mid to late April. That's just me thinking, you know, who knows? Could be the first week of April. Who knows? But um, they haven't given us an exact date. Just said April 2024 for Discovery. So, yeah, we'll have Doctor Who and and that. Um, there's also another quick little thing I wanted to mention, and I don't remember the name of the show, which is which is terrible. It's not sci-fi, but on, again, going back to Apple TV, they have this uh, World War II flying type show coming on uh, with um, with a pretty good looking cast, and I don't mean good looking as in you know they're attractive, but yeah, th- that's that's part of it too. Uh, the um, yeah, so th- that's I think. Spielberg is somehow involved in that, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm giving you all this cryptic junk. But anyway, Apple TV, and I think that starts sometime in the next couple of weeks on on Apple TV. So I'm looking, I'm a big fan of of that era, and 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 I love the old Robert Conrad, you know, Black Sheep Squadron show, anything involving World War II aircraft. I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for that stuff. So um, looking forward to that. Um, I think there was one other nerdy, geeky series I was going to talk about. I'm trying to look at my my list, but um, it's escaping me right now. But uh, anyway, maybe I'll slip it in during the um, look at this Deep Space Nine episode. We're about 10, 11 minutes in, so I'm probably going to switch off switch off to that um, in a moment. Uh, I'm kind of talking slowly. Oh, I know what it was. And sorry, it wasn't a show. I just watched. Um, I hadn't seen it. I'm not the biggest Hunger Games fan. I read the books. I read all the books, the, the three main books. I saw the movies, um, Jennifer Lawrence movies, you know, whatever, you know, Mockingjay this and that. Uh, I enjoyed them. I thought the last one was a little drawn out. Uh, but um, but I thought they did a good job. The movies were pretty interesting. The, the concept of it I've always had a little bit of a problem with. Um, it's just... A crazy idea when you think about it, uh, but um, but anyway, they did a new movie. What's it called? Of Snogbirds and Snakes or something like that. Rachel Zegler is in it. Uh, this other guy that I don't really know the actor very well. I think he's British, maybe or English or whatever. Is English and British the same thing? Whoever's listening, <laughs> Meds, are you listening? If I say somebody's British or somebody's English, I guess English means you're from England, right? Uh, but sorry about, you know, who knows. Anyway, I watched that movie last night. I thought it was pretty good. It, it was probably a little better than I thought it was going to be. It's really interesting because it's 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 in the past. You, you get to see the character of Snow as, as a young man. Uh, and um, he's not that, you know, it, it's one of it's kind of like what they did when George Lucas did the prequels to try to show Darth Vader, you know, was just this kid. You know, people aren't really born bad or born evil, right? Uh, you know that things happen to them. Th- things happen to everybody throughout their lives, and kind of how you deal with that and your personality, and you know, depending on what happens to you, that shapes who who you turn out to be, right? And and this character of Snow, who we saw played by um, uh, David, uh, what, what what am I trying to say here? Donald, I don't know why I said David, Donald Sutherland, in, in the in the movies, the three main movies, or four actually, the, the last one was two movies, right? Uh, that's That character, you see him as a young man, and things happen and so on, and I'm not going to say too much about it, but I, I thought the movie was pretty good. It's not so Hunger Games about that. I mean, that's a part of the movie. It's kind of longer. Um, boy, there's so many movies these days that are longer. I never used to complain about it, and I don't feel like I'm complaining about it, but... 
is everything like a three-hour movie now? I mean, this one was about two, I think two hours and like 40 minutes or so, something like that, two and a half maybe without credits. Um, and then and I just saw that um, actually this is also coming on Apple TV, I think later this week, that uh, Martin Scorsese movie, the, the Killers of the Flower Moon or something, whatever. Is that what it's called? Something like that? Uh, that's that's that you know that's a long movie that's coming on i think wednesday i think maybe maybe a little bit later in the week i don't know sometime this week it'll be on apple tv so but yeah the latest hunger games um i didn't read that book i don't really honestly feel a need to read it truthfully now that i've seen this movie but um but yeah i thought it was pretty good movie it was okay all right let us switch gears i'm gonna take a quick not really much of a break i'll just start in on the episode i'll take a break take a drink but we're going to watch, um, or you're going to hear it, uh, Visionary from Season 3, Deep Space Nine, uh, focused on uh, Miles uh, slipping through time. Here we go. It's all right, Chief. You're going to be just fine. What happened? He's we laying down. a phase inducer when one of the plasma conduits blew out. Yeah, Bashir is taking a look. Got a mild case of radiation poisoning. I've given you some hyronolin, which should counteract the effects. Ah, uh, good old hyronolin. should be restricted to light duty for the next few days. Agreed. Commander, the transport's arrived and they're requesting permission to dock. Route them to docking bay 12. Inform the Romulan delegation we'll meet them there. And Chief, light duty means light. I don't want to see you crawling around the Jeffreys tube tonight looking for power surges. You won't get any arguments today, Commander. Ready, Major? Yeah, this Promenade. is about mid-season three or so. I always... Oh, there's a Klingon. Any Klingons on the station? They just arrived a few hours ago. It seems the main computer on their freighter was damaged, and they need a complete overhaul before they can continue back to the Klingon Empire. How long is this overhaul going to take? <coughs> Two days, at least. The Romulan delegation has just arrived, and they're going to be here at least two days while they study our intelligence reports on the Dominion. Oh, I boy. Keep a close eye on the Klingons. We don't need any trouble right now. Understood. Let's go. Come on. So four Romulans showed up here. Cisco. This is my first officer, Major Kira. I am Ruan. This is Karina. You're ready for your report on the Dominion. We have arranged quarters for you. I know it's been a long trip, so perhaps you'd like we to... We are not interested in your accommodations, Commander. We are here for your <laughs> intelligence briefing. Nothing else. Alrighty, then. Let's do Ruan. it. If you come this way. A lot of shoulder pads on the uh, Romulan uniforms. This will be the foul line. We need to put a marker here on the floor. I still don't see how this is going to help my business, Chief. No, no, that's not right. The, the, the number 20 needs to be at the top. Trust me, Quark. Darts and bars go together like bacon and eggs. At least people order bacon and eggs. <laughs> In all the years I've been here, no one has ever come and asked to see the dartboard. Trust me, they will. I just don't see the appeal of this game. No lasers, no holograms, just steel tips and feathers. It's a game of skill, and it's not easy. Go ahead. Try and get one in the bullseye. Uh. No! <laughs> now, what if one of 
those darts had gotten into his eye. Do you realize I'd be liable for that? Do you know how much money? But he threw all costs? three of them, and they hit You're more. You're not supposed to throw them like that. <laughs> you throw them gently, one at a time. Yeah. Like this. Uh oh, he threw a dart, oh, and right. now he's he the just moved. My I need a maintenance crew immediately. Quark, this happens every time the Klingons come aboard the station. Why don't you just keep them out of the hollow suites? So he's looking Did at himself across no, the way Klingon? on the promenade. Besides, bring me double. Miles is sort of zapped through time. And now they see each other. Chief? Chief! And now he's back. But he passes out. So, pretty, pretty good teaser opening, I would say. All right, let's dial it down a little, the music, the opening, try to get back to the... So this episode, Visionary, I think it's like number 10 of season three. Sorry, number 17. I don't know why I said 10. Uh, first aired February 27th, 1995. So my goodness, almost 30 years ago, 29 years ago, right? At the end of February, it'll be that. All right, teleplay by John Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. I guess you could call him Shirley. Story by Ethan H. Kalk? Uh, directed by Reza Badaya. So, again, this this one, I kind of remember it. It's probably been forever since I've seen it. Um, I know they've had a few miles-focused episodes in DS9 over the years. There was that one right involving when he was a prisoner. Um, then you know, you know, during um, during this one, you know, he he slips through different time peel time periods. I don't know what he's trying to say there. So uh, yeah, and it's good. I mean, Deep Space Nine is there's a lot of Trek people I know that that are big DS Nine fans and. It's interesting, though, that I, I still even know some people who haven't watched much DS9, and they always think it's like, oh, that's the kind of negative dark one. But, man, it's 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 good. And if you haven't really seen much DS9, you should, because it is well well worth it, and it's a very Star Trek, and, and it's got you know great characters, and they really flesh out the characters over the seven seasons. You know, it's it's um, I think it's one of the greatest truck shows ever truthfully all right let's go back up with volume here a sudden decrease in your serum calcium levels it's a common side effect of radiation poisoning i'm giving you some acinoliathin for the pain what about the vision i had well mild hallucinations are also a fairly common side effect of radiation poisoning it's anything but mild i really felt i was standing on the promenade watching myself talking to quark what was the conversation about? He was complaining about some Klingons. He said they'd damaged two of his hollow suites. Well, you do have one problem. If all you can hallucinate about is Quark's maintenance problems, you have a sadly deficient fantasy life. Oh, wow. Thank you for your professional opinion. Oh, any time. My doors are always open to you, Chief. The Dominion represents the greatest threat to the Alpha Quadrant in the last century. We need more information on its military capabilities. How many ships do they have? Where are they deployed? What are their plans for the future? Are they planning an attack? We don't know any of that yet. You have one of the founders of the Dominion on this very station. He should be able to tell us everything we need to know about their intentions. Huh. Odo? Odo is not one of the founders. Your own reports indicate that a group of changelings are the real source of power behind the Dominion. Yes. And Odo is a changeling. But he's not one of the founders. I failed to see the distinction. Odo made a conscious choice to stay here with us. He has no loyalties to the Dominion, and he has no information about their plans. We find that hard to believe. It's the truth, whether you choose to believe it or not. <laughs> it was like, oh, one person is from one group, and therefore they know everything, and they're part of them. The Romulans sometimes are kind of short-sighted, you know, when you think about it. Even the Vulcans sometimes can be that. Commander, way. we allowed you to place one of our cloaking devices on the Defiant in exchange for information regarding the Dominion. Now, you have the cloaking device, and we have very little. 
We shouldn't have to remind you of the importance both our governments place on continuing to carry out this agreement. It's the first treaty between Romulus and the Federation in many years. I'm aware of that, and I'm willing to cooperate with you in any way I can. Very well, then. We want to see every piece of information Starfleet has on the Dominion, no matter how insignificant. That includes any classified reports you may have made to Starfleet Command? I'll have to clear that with Starfleet. Then do it. In the meantime, we're going to go polish our uh, shoulder pads a little bit. They kind of should expect expected that a little, you know, when you Chief think about right. it. What is it, Quark? The Klingons just destroyed two of my holler suites. I need a maintenance crew immediately. Quark, we go through this every time Klingons come aboard the station. Why don't you Uh-oh. Deja vu. I think my holler suites can wait. It looks like you have bigger problems. Oh, and even Quark sees his double over there. So basically he saw, like... You know, I a went short over the time internal in the sensor logs, and I did find evidence of a minor temporal disturbance in Quarks, and another one later on the promenade. Both disturbances happened at about the same time as the Chief's experiences. So it would seem that you did travel into the future, and then return to the same moment that you left. Have you any idea what might have caused this time shift? Not yet. I want to go over the medical scans Julian took of you earlier. That dose of ionizing radiation you received might have something to do with it. How? I'm not sure, but it's a good place to start. I have heard a couple of theories that ambient low-level radiation could have a temporal... Oh, and then Miles just moved through time. Now he's in quarks and there's like a big bar fight going on between Romulans and Klingons. I'm glad to see the two-fisted punch still works, you know. Miles, one of the guys from Miles got Effect on radioactive isotopes. Chief! Yeah, so now he's back he's in, in Cisco's uh, office here, and he passed out again. So he keeps bopping through, uh, you know, going into the future slightly. I ran a microcellular scan and detected minute damage to his cerebrospinal nerve cells, which might have been caused by the time shifting. Can you repair it? Yes, but the effect is cumulative. If you keep time shifting, there may come a point where the damage becomes irreparable. Eventually, it might even kill you. Don't worry, Chief. Dax is using every scanner on the station to hunt for any temporal abnormalities. Well, if anyone can find the cause of the time shift, it's Dax. Chief. Do you have any idea of how far into the future you traveled? No, sir. There was nothing to indicate that it was today, tomorrow, next week. Well, this conference with the Romulans is not supposed to last longer than three days. In the meantime, I'll have Odo tighten security around Quarks. How are you feeling, Chief? Better. Good. Commander. So, so far, he doesn't seem... for a minute? He doesn't seem of like course. he can change things, really. We'll, you know, we'll see how that goes, but... It, it definitely the doesn't want to like debrief it's everyone not who was on the Defiant when it was captured by the founders. The They're also still not happy with the sensor information collected by the Defiant. So they want unrestricted access to the Defiant. And they also want complete access to all our personal logs. Personal logs are out of the question. But they can have limited access to the Defiant. I'll let them debrief us as well. <laughs> I know they're pushing us, Major. Consider their position. There have never been any Romulan ships in the Gamma Quadrant, so they've never encountered the Dominion. So they're completely dependent on us for information. Well, then maybe they should send their own ships through the wormhole yeah, and find out for themselves. Exactly. The Romulans generally prefer to sit back and pull the strings from a distance if they can. This is one puppet who doesn't like her strings pulled. I know, but like Ruan said, they've lived up to their part of the bargain. We have to do everything we can to live up to ours. All right, I'll drop a schedule of interviews and I'll tell everyone to cooperate. And Major. When you're with the Romulans, try to be diplomatic. I'm always diplomatic. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, and I resent the implication. You seem very agitated for someone who's proclaiming her innocence. Indeed, your emotional state would seem to indicate that our theory is correct. And you did abandon the Defiant prematurely when it was attacked by the Jem'Hadar. <laughs> 
When the Defiant was attacked, Odo and I were trapped below decks. There was a hand-to-hand -hand fight in the corridor. I was wounded and I lost consciousness. When I came to, Odo had already put me aboard the shuttle and we had escaped. I did not abandon the ship prematurely. Why didn't Odo try to help the rest of the Defiant's crew? Well, I'm sure he wanted to. But there was no way to get to the bridge, and... Why were you in Odo's quarters when the ship was attacked? We were talking. About what? It's personal. You often have personal oh, talks with the changeling? Now, what business is that of yours? We are trying to determine the nature of your relationship. You are the only member of the Defiance crew who was not taken prisoner. Why? Did the Founders believe Odo would react badly if you were harmed? Did they think you held some kind of attraction to him? Has Odo ever shown any kind of physical interest in you, Major? That's it. You can rip the cloaking device out of the Defiant right now. I am not answering any more questions. And I suggest you avoid asking Odo those questions, or you may just find yourself on the other side of that bulkhead floating home. <laughs> yeah, Odo wouldn't put up with it at all. Okay, so now we're in Quarks. It's kind of looking like maybe just before a fight's going to break there. out. That's the game. Had enough? One more. Chief! That's the tenth game we've played in a row. Nothing's happening here, and I don't think anything is going to happen. By telling us about the fight, you have changed the future. Security's here, and Quark says he won't let the Klingons back in the bar. There is not going to be a fight. I know, I know, but... I've seen it. And I can't shake the feeling that it's going to happen despite our precautions. Something about the way things look. The number of people. There's something a little too familiar about everything. All right. If it makes you feel any better, I'll beat you at another ten games. But I can't help getting the feeling... <laughs> you said you weren't going to let the Klingons back in the bar. I didn't. They were in the Hall of Suites. Besides, now they're paying me triple. Oh, boy. And here we go. And they're kind of, the Klingons are kind of walking over where the Romulans are sitting. You'd think the Romulans would just stay in their quarters. Oh, boy. we should show them the way out. And then, what's his name? Ruan. Ruan. Started to insinuate that you were... That I was what? Interested in me. You said that? Have you ever heard anything more... Ridiculous. Exactly. Quark to security. I've got a fight on my hands. They're tearing my place apart. Yeah, and the fight... fight looks just like it did before. And it's two O'Briens fighting in here. With the Kirk two-fisted punch. Push the Romulan! Now all the Klingons and Romulans get shown out. Oh, but he's zapped somewhere else in the future. This time, Miles was working on a conduit, and the, the future one got zapped in the chest, which looks very bad. And he's, like, checking his pulse, and he's like, uh-oh. That's not good. I would just, like, literally sit in my quarters Chief. for the next, like, month it's all right. if you saw you that. You collapsed outside Quark's about an hour ago. If you saw you're going to die? No, I'm not. In a few hours, I'm going to be dead. Just sit in your quarters for a month or a few hours or whatever it takes. I mean, come on. Just don't go anywhere. This is the panel I saw myself open. Don't go near it that. It like a phaser or high-energy laser came out of the bulkhead. 
Nothing on the tricorder, just the standard conduits and power juncture ports. If there is something dangerous in there, it could be cloaked or have some dampening field around it. If you gentlemen will step down the corridor, I'll open the panel and take a look. Don't worry, I'll be careful. So Odo kind of stands to the side of the panel and uh, and he's pulling it down and open. But nothing happens, of course, at this point in time. He opens it All up. All right. Nothing. You're sure this is the right panel? Absolutely. Believe me, I have a pretty vivid memory of the whole thing. Well, since it appears that your first two time jumps each moved you to about five hours into the future, we could also assume that the incident you saw in this corridor moved you to about five hours into the future. That means someone will place a device in this panel in the next few hours. All these quarters are vacant at the moment. There are no vital power conduits in this area. No crucial defense systems. Why would someone want to booby trap a walled panel here? I suggest we place a surveillance device in this corridor. If anyone attempts to tamper with the panel, we'll be able to detect it. Yeah. Dax to Cisco. Good idea. Cisco here. Go ahead, Lieutenant. Do that. Benjamin, can you come to Ops? I think I found a clue to Chief O'Brien's time shifting. We're on our way. Keep me informed. I've been scanning the area around the station out to a radius of two kilometers. I didn't find anything at first. Then I started to scan some of the lower subspace bandwidths. I found traces of low-level Tetrion emissions. I've never seen an emission pattern like that outside of a neutron star. Or a quantum singularity. And singularities are known to send out waves of temporal displacement. But if there is a singularity nearby, why can't we find it? It should also be affecting the gravimetric field signatures. Uh, Romulan ship. I don't know. Maybe it's buried so far down in the subspace layers that we can't detect it. Assuming for the moment that a singularity is responsible, how do we combat its effects on the Chief? A temporal displacement caused by a quantum singularity most commonly affects Delta Series radioisotopes, which is exactly what the Chief absorbed during the conduit breach. So you're saying that it could be pulling O'Brien's body like a magnet? Exactly. I think I may know a way to neutralize the remaining radioisotopes in your body. Without the radiation, the temporal displacement might stop. It's going to take time. You may experience one or two more time shifts before I can complete the process. When can we start? Right away. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Keep trying to pinpoint the singularity. If it is out there, we need to locate it and find a way to get rid of it. Right. Come on, why are you guys not realize that Romulan I wanted to Romulan let you know ships... I moved the Romulans to different quarters. Oh? It's the replicators again. I assigned a maintenance crew. But in the meantime, I moved the entire Romulan delegation to Section 47, Level 2, in the habitat ring. Section 47? Yes, is something wrong? The wall panel, where O'Brien saw himself being killed, is right outside those quarters. <sighs> Which means either the Romulans are going to put a device in the bulkhead themselves, or someone else will possibly to be used against the Romulans. Should I move them to other quarters? No, that'll warn whoever's responsible. But inform Odo of the change in quarters. He already has that corridor under surveillance. Let's see how this thing plays out before we make any further moves. Sure, that sounds like a good idea. Eh, but does it? I don't know. You have something, Constable? Someone has planted a Class Three surveillance device behind the wall panel we've been monitoring. Were you able to see who it was? No. We've been monitoring the corridor constantly for the past three hours. No one's come anywhere near the panel. However, sensors did detect a low-energy transporter beam a short time ago. They beamed the device directly into the wall. That's a delicate piece of transporter work. Yes, it is. We haven't been able to trace the beam to it's its point of ship. origin, but Come since on. there aren't any ships nearby, I believe it originated on the station. Any suspects? 
Uh, since it appears to be a device intended to conduct covert surveillance of the Romulans, my leading suspects would be the Klingons. Do you have any evidence besides the fact that Klingons hate Romulans? Not yet, but don't worry. I plan to investigate the Klingons, the Bajorans, Quark, the visiting Torellians. You think Quark had something to do with this? I always investigate Quark. <laughs> of course you do. Looks like you're going to cheat death after all. Around about this time, you saw yourself being killed. I feel like someone just walked over my grave. I mean, I've had a few brushes with death in my career, but there was something about watching myself being killed. Yeah, that's probably not a good, my own a good thing a to see. Wasn't there. It's a little uh, un unnerving, worse? for sure. Could have been me. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been me. Here you are, Julian. gentlemen. And how is DS9's most famous fortune teller? Don't call me that. I haven't told anyone's fortune. Just a figure of speech. On the other hand, if you should find yourself in the future again, and you find yourself passing by the Davo table, would it really hurt to take a look at the numbers coming up on the wheel? <laughs> I can make it worth your while. Let's get out of here. No, don't get out of there. Stay in Quarks. Stay. Just Stay. a thought. Can you believe that? I'm being pulled into the future, and all he can think about is... All right, so he just jumped again. Now he looks like he's in uh, sickbay. And there's a sheet, like a sheet over a table that looks like it may be a dead body. And sure enough, it's him. Dead Miles in sickbay. Commercial. Yeah, so he took a quick look at himself. Chief! Oh, am I glad to see you. What the hell happened to me, Julian? It was the, the radiation. I didn't realize it had damaged the basilar arteries in your brainstem until it was too late. Well, why not? It didn't show up on any of the diagnostics. I couldn't tell what had happened until I was doing the autopsy. Autopsy? Yeah, I just finished doing it a few moments ago. Do you want me to show you the result? No, 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 that's, that's all right. So he's now, staying look, a long, longer. When you go back to the past, ask me to perform a basilar arterial scan. And since you're going five hours back into the past, I should have enough time to find the damage and repair it before this happens. Right. How could you just let me die? I didn't just let you die. <laughs> I did everything I could to keep you alive for over an hour, but your body just gave up. Gave up? Sorry, Chief, but it comes a point when the human body just gives up. Yeah, well, maybe my doctor wasn't. Oh. Bashir to infirmary. I need a nurse and an emergency med kit here immediately. So we they were just were walking and the he jumped back to the uh, past, obviously. It back to this location. These quarters have been vacant for weeks. Somehow they overrode the security lock on the door to gain access. So... What did they do? Bring in a portable transporter and beam the surveillance equipment into the bulkhead? That was my first thought. But then I realized that a portable transporter is a rather large and bulky piece of equipment to be carrying around the halls. That's true. So, then I began thinking about the replicator. Ah. They realigned the matter-energy conversion matrix. Turning it into a small transporter. A very sophisticated, very professional job. So now we know how they did it. Mm -hmm. The next question That's is That's pretty who? cool, I think. I think I have the answer to that as well. So uh, this pulls device up. is manufactured on Davlos III. A planet on the Klingon border. In fact, Davlos does over 90% of its trade with the Klingon Empire. Oh, that's still very little evidence to make an arrest. 
Yes, it is. But then I contacted a friend at Starfleet Intelligence who used to be assigned to the Federation Embassy on the Klingon homeworld. He put me in contact with a former Klingon operative who's out of favor with the current administration. This former operative sent me a series oh, no. of reports. <laughs> the three Klingons now on the station are part of a covert strike force that reports directly to the Klingon High Council. Why didn't you just say so? Well, sometimes I have to remind you just how good I am. <laughs> so, I like Gaudo so sent much. our three friends here, and they're conducting surveillance on the Romulan delegation. Why? Are they here to kill them? Possibly. It's also possible that this is just a routine intelligence gathering operation. The high energy laser that killed O'Brien is simply a booby trap to prevent someone from tampering with the device. It's not meant for assassination. Well, in either case, I think we have enough evidence to at least hold the Klingons for questioning, don't you? Absolutely. And I think I can question them until the Romulan delegation leaves the station. Just be careful. Commander, there is no careful way to question a Klingon. I have I haven't given up. I won't give up. It's all right, Chief. You're okay. No, I'm not. You, you need to run a basilar arterial scan. Why? Because if you don't, I'm gonna die in less than five hours. Who told you that? You did. In the future. Oh. Well, who am I to argue with me? Let me go! This is an outrage. We have done nothing. Yeah, you kind of probably we have. have. Vengeance on all of you for this. Yeah. You are treating us with dishonor. We have done nothing wrong. We take a very dim view of spies and saboteurs on this station. Now you slander us. When my family finds out what you have done, they will come here and kill you. I doubt that very much. <laughs> the only people who will be coming here are your friends in Klingon intelligence. And from what I understand, they don't like being embarrassed by operatives who fail in their missions. Yes. However, should you suddenly feel like cooperating, I may be persuaded to let you go without contacting your friends in intelligence. Maybe. So, how are you feeling, Chief? Better, sir. I've eliminated almost all the radioisotopes from his body. Have to wait a couple more hours before I give him the last treatment, but after that, there should be no more time shifting. What about the quantum singularity? We've been able to track it by using its Tetrion emissions as a guide. It seems to be orbiting Deep Space Nine in a roughly elliptical fashion. At certain points in its orbit, the singularity radiates temporal energy at a specific wavelength. That seems to be what triggers my time shifts. Is there any way to break it out of its orbit and send it on its way? Well, we were hoping to station... Come on, come on, hurry up! We don't have much time! So he jumped again into the future here. Prepare to seal the hatch and release the docking clamps. And they're on a shuttle, looks like trying to get off the station. Initiating emergency escape protocol. Hang on, I'm going to full impulse. Now what? You're here. Look, I don't know what happened. I was asleep in bed when the whole station was rocked by an explosion. Before I could get to ops, the evacuation alarm sounded, and the comm systems were down. I got as many people as I could in here. I don't know what happened to the others. When you go back, you have to find out what happened and stop it. Now Deep Space Nine just blew up. Which is I think the only 
God. I think it's the only time that happens on the show. Chief. I think. What's wrong? Yeah, only time you see Deep Space Nine destroyed in the series. Did you see anything from the runabout? This that episode was pitched by a guy for destroyed? you know to Deep Space Nine. There were a series of explosions. I'll tell you more towards the end. The habitat ring, but it all happened so fast I couldn't get a clear sense of exactly what was going on. Could you tell if you were looking at internal explosions, which might indicate some kind of sabotage or accident, or external explosions, which might indicate we were under attack? No. No, I'm not sure. Do you remember seeing any other ships nearby? No, but I had a very limited view of the area. Well, it looks like at this point we can't rule anything out. Agreed. Make preparations to evacuate the station, but do it quietly. If the destruction of the station is a result of an attack or sabotage, we don't want to alarm our enemy and make him trigger events we're trying to avoid. Begin a complete systems check of everything on the station that could potentially cause this kind of explosion. Right. Commander, there might be another way to find out what's going on. If I could travel into the future again, this time just before the destruction of DS9, I might be able to find out what's going to happen, then return to the present in time for us to prevent it from happening. If you could flood my body with high concentrations of Delta Series radioisotopes, it might trigger a time shift into the future. Possibly. But those isotopes are toxic. It could cause permanent damage to your nervous system, might even kill you. Well, if the future happens the way I saw it happen, a lot of people are going to get killed when this station explodes. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Even if you're able to initiate a time jump, each time you traveled into the future, you've always gone five hours. How do you propose to shorten the length of a jump? Well, there might be a link between the temporal frequency of the singularity and the length of the time shift. We might be able to calibrate the decay constant of the isotope that we inject you with to match the frequency of the singularity. Of course. And with a few minor yeah. adjustments, we can control how far you jump into the future. Exactly. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's but a little techno babble there two for hours. you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to begin to evacuate much, the station. Honestly, but, uh, Understood. It, especially within the short time frame that they have. I mean, you know, the station blows up, now, you got Klingons and Romulans aboard. this device, it'll inject you with a two-rad dose of Delta isotopes. Now, if our calculations are right, that should put you about three hours into the future. What's the margin of error? Plus or minus half an hour, I'd say. But that's the best we could do. Now, it's already set for the return trip, so all you have to do is activate it again to return to the present. Right. And remember, don't wait too long. Your body will be experiencing symptoms of severe radiation poisoning. If you don't get treatment, it will kill you. I won't forget. Good. Julian, there's a, a message in my quarters for Keiko if... I understand, Mars. Yeah, let's not use that message. <sighs> so he just activated it, and it looks like it worked. <sighs> Looks like he woke up somewhere in a dark room. Zero two hundred. It's three and a half hours into the future. Miles, Miles, wake up! What? Computer lights. you again what is it now listen to me I've jumped ahead and seen your future don't ask me how it'll take too long to explain so how does he not know that in, the, in this point there's gonna be time. a disaster DS9 will be destroyed destroyed oh I don't know that's why I'm here I, I have to find out what's going to happen and then travel back into the past and prevent it Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it's I feel pretty bad. But if you feel bad and you're my past self, shouldn't I feel bad too? 
I hate temporal mechanics. Let's get down to Ops and see what's going on. Help me up. Yeah, see, I don't see how he doesn't know about what he's already seen, because that's happened. Run a sensor sweep of the entire station. Look for anything that might indicate a... Report! A Womulan Warbird just decloaked off of lower pylon 2. They've taken out our shield generators. On screen. Lock faces and return fire. They've hit the fusion reactor. Main power's down, defense system's offline. Right. Try to reroute phases so to the emergency attack. power couplings. Miles, you've got your answer. The quantum singularity that's been orbiting the station, it's the Romulans. Are you listening? The Romulans use a confined singularity to power their warp core. That's what we've been detecting. That's what's causing the time shifts. You must go back and tell them to put up the shields and stand by for an attack. I can't. I can't get through another shift. It's the radiation poisoning. So he takes off the arm there. Nico, just activate it. It's set for the return trip. Me? I don't belong there. I'm you. You're me. It just doesn't matter. Just go. Go! So the other Miles, semi-future semi Miles, takes the device and goes back. Chief, what happened? It worked. Brian to Cisco. Go ahead, Chief. I've been to the future, Commander. The quantum singularity off the station is actually in the warp core of a cloaked Romulan warbird. They're going to decloak and fire on us in a matter of hours. Understood, Chief. Raise shields. Standby weapons systems. I don't understand it. Your body should be flooded with Delta Series radiation, but there's only a tiny amount in your tissues. Your metabolic readings are different. What happened? There's been a, a change. I really have nothing else to say. I think you're lying, Quark. About what part? All of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah. Quark, you can leave. Yeah, why why would the Romulans attack? Their their own people are there too, right now at least. Yeah, they're I know you have a cloaked warbird orbiting the station. And I know that you're planning an attack. At first I couldn't understand why, and then I remembered what you said about the Dominion. How they were the greatest threat to the Alpha Quadrant in the last century. If you really believed that, then the only way you could ever be truly safe from the Dominion would be to collapse the wormhole. But you knew we wouldn't just sit by and watch while you did it. So you had to destroy the station, too. That way, there'd be no witnesses. Everyone would assume that Deep Space Nine was destroyed by what appeared to be the accidental collapse of the wormhole. An interesting theory. Yeah, it's no theory. Yeah. But that's all it is. A you theory. can go bye-bye. Bye-bye. But I'll tell you what's not a theory. You're out of here. Retract the Tetrion emissions back to your warbird. And I have about 50 photon torpedoes locked onto it right now. <laughs> yeah, you want to test that theory out? How about you guys go bye-bye? I think it's time we left. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's a good idea. Constable, will you please escort our guests to the nearest transporter room? If you'll come with me. When you think about it, though, why why wouldn't they collapse the wormhole to stop the Dominion? You know, it's like um, I know it's a nice shortcut, but so you're telling me that you remember playing this game with me in the future, right? All right. What am I going to hit? 
20 out of ring. But that's remarkable. It's also a little disturbing. I have this nagging feeling that I don't really belong here. This isn't really my life. You know, maybe this life belongs to that other Miles O'Brien. Listen, Chief, whether you're living in the past or the present, you are Miles O'Brien. The only difference is you have a few memories the other one didn't have. Uh, well, I guess so. I think I'll go to bed. I'm still kind of tired. Now that sounds like a good idea. Clock. Dabo. Dabo? Wait, Chief, wait! <laughs> Dabo. Good episode, right? All right. Let's turn the volume down here a bit. All right, let me read some notes here from uh, Memory Alpha on this episode. Uh, there's quite a bit, actually, of, of little behind-the-scenes stuff. The two-people thing was a little tricky for them to pull off. You can actually see, I think, that it's not Cole Meany in a, in a couple of the scenes. Um, but um, looks like the destroying the station was a big special effect. <laughs> it was a very big deal uh, to do. Uh, I want to go back onto the story, though, in the script a little bit. So freelancer Ethan uh, Ethan uh, Kalk Kalk, sold the story in his first pitch session. Let's turn this uh, music and or the show off here completely. Pitch was detected by uh, taken by Rene Echevarria, who saw this as a very different, clever science fiction premise with a twist. Uh, and a nice twist of time travel show that could be, could be a bottle show to save money. In the original story, though, Odo was the one who jumped forward and all that. Uh, he was the one doing it. Also in this pitch, the, the writer, he, he used the Nausicans as the villains, because but then they were rejected as not familiar enough, and, and then they, they created the Romulan-Klingon intrigue plot. Uh, ta -ta -ta -ta, reading a few things. And the script of the episode re received an uncredited rewrite by Ronald Moore. It was Moore I Moore's idea to kill the present O'Brien and replace him with a duplicate from the future. Moore was also part of the writing staff, blah, 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 of Star Trek TNG and all that. And where the team considered killing him, the, the whole Riker thing on TNG, remember? And the Hieronolin thing, Bashir, that, that actually, that drug got referenced way back in the original series in the Deadly Years. Uh... And let's see, there's some science advisory stuff, there's surveillance equipment talk. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. And Iris Stephen Bear felt that O'Brien's predicament in this talent was well suited to the character feeling that O'Brien was the most fun character to do such an episode with because he considers O'Brien kind of the most human of the, of the characters on DS9, which I kind of go along with that. Uh, let's see production, uh, so forth and so on, continuity. The first time, like I mentioned, first first and only time you see DS9 destroyed in an episode. Um, I like the fact that, that uh, Miles introduces darts to Quark's bar here because I love darts. Uh, I have a dartboard in my basement. I used to play a lot more than I have in recent years. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, the whole thing between maybe Kira and Odo having feelings is a bit is a bit funny, you know, because they sort of do in a way. Um, it's yeah, it's a really good episode, really really solid. I, I I had forgotten about the that it's a different Miles really that comes back. I don't know what I feel or what I think about that part of it. Um, they didn't need to do that, but it does put an interesting twist on it. Um, just. You know, we've had over the last many years in, in sci-fi and, and comic book stuff, you know, all this idea of, of alternate realities, alternate futures, you know, the the whole idea of a multiverse is, is probably become almost a little too commonplace when you think about it. It's like every decision you make becomes a new universe or something to some degree. I've talked about that a little bit before. That's kind of hard to understand, really, truthfully. 
and hard, hard to kind of follow and take. Could you ever, and even if it were to be true, could, you know, would there ever be a time where you could slip between universes like that? You know, there's, I always, I've said before, you know, there's key things throughout your life that happen that, that make, you know, huge differences. What I eat for lunch today, for example, doesn't really make a big change in my life. You know, unless I eat something really bad, and it makes me sick or something. But, but even then, you, you know, that that's not a, that's not a dramatic or a big choice. Like, um, you know, moving where you live or where, what schools you go to, all those kinds of things. But, um, but yeah, I really liked this episode. It was fun to do a Deep Space Nine episode. I'm going to get out of here, wrap up the show today. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, really appreciate it after all these numbers of, of years of podcasts. I, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, next week, like I said, is probably going to release the, the interview show where I talk to the people of Star Trek Resurgence who've worked on that. And um, it's possible it might get pushed a week, but I, I, I should. We're, our plan right now is to record later this week and an evening later this week. If that goes off without a hitch, then that's what you'll get next week. And um, I'll talk more about the next few weeks next weekend um, on the podcast. But um, I do have a few ideas. I want to do a Babylon 5 show. I know I've done, I think I've talked about it way in the past, but I got that new um, complimentary uh, press set of um, Blu-ray uh, of, D uh, sorry, did I say Deep Space Nine? Babylon 5. Well, I don't know why I said that, but, um, well, there was always this idea that Babylon 5 and Deep Space Nine were, were, were more or less one copied the other some way, or they were both set on a station. I don't know. I think the shows are so different. I, I've never really, I've never really thought that they were anywhere near the same kind of a show. Uh, but um, so that's a future potential uh, show that I want to do. I've got a few other ideas. Uh, I do want to cover for fun. One time, I was thinking about covering the Austin Power movies uh, and um, uh, some Star Wars radio talk again. Maybe some more Lord of the Rings. Uh, radio shows talk, um, lots of type, lots of topics, always lots of things to talk about. So, um, did I talk about, I think I just talked about Aquaman too. I think I talked about it on my Christmas show, right? I had seen that and yeah, it was a fun movie. Uh, but, um, that's it folks. Hope you guys are all doing well in the new year so far and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.